Ah, welcome to Movie Magic. We would be honored if you would join us. Five, six, eight. Are you one of those single tier people? All the dogs in King's Landing howl through the night. They cry out for their true queen. I'm Batman. Name's Bond, James Bond. One of them leads to the castle at the center of the labyrinth, and the other one leads to certain death. <gasps> Go ahead. Make my day. He sounds like quite a man. A passenger has died on the train. Who gave the order to kill me? Movie Magic with Colin Gomez. Money FM 89.3. Commence primary ignition. I'm going to bite into an apple today. The Apple TV Plus. And I'll tell you what's worth watching and what's not. There's M. Night Shyamalan's The Servant. Now, did you know that M. Night Shyamalan has a connection with Singapore? I'll tell you about it in just a bit. Now, when The Servant was first screened, I spoke about it, and although I loved it and followed it, and I didn't quite like how it was lit, yes, given that the story itself is dark and twisted and sometimes disturbing and scary, the lighting was way too dark for my liking, and I teased the last time, saying maybe they had no budget to add lights. The story is intriguing and mysterious, and I did enjoy the first and second season, despite me grumbling about how hard it was to see the dark motion picture. So it was only natural for me to continue watching season three. And as if the producers heard me talk about how disappointed I was with the dark overall look of the first two seasons, the third season was well lit, and I didn't have to strain to see what was happening on the screen. The third season of The Servant was not only intriguing and mysterious like the first and second, but also the story made me want to watch more. I don't like binge-watching, and the good thing about Apple TV Plus is that they don't load all the episodes in one day. A new episode was on every week, and I looked forward to them. Now, without me giving away any spoilers, just in case you haven't started watching the series, let me tell you a little bit more about it. The Sermon is an American-made psychological horror. It's not supernatural, well, otherwise I won't be watching it, but sometimes it can lean towards that. But it's not too scary. It is created by Tony Baskalup, who is a British television writer. Now, he teams up as executive producer alongside M. Night Shyamalan, who serves as showrunner of the series. Well, M. Night needs no introduction, but if I must, his biggest hit was The Sixth Sense, a wonderfully written script which he directed, and a movie which many people could not predict the ending. It was a big surprise to all that watched it. Now, M. Night Shyamalan has a connection to Singapore. You see, my good friend, Lavina, who is a Singaporean living in Singapore, is M. Night Shyamalan's first cousin. Her father and M. Knight are brothers. So, this is my shout-out to you, Lavina. Now, in the Apple TV series, The Servant, it's about husband and wife, Dorothy and Sean Turner, who hire a young girl named Leanne. And Leanne is to be the nanny for their infant son, Jericho. 
Dorothy is recovering from a trauma she had which makes her a little unstable with her mental health. Leanne, on the other hand, is a young girl who has a dark history with a cult. Dorothy is a TV reporter, while Sean is a celebrity chef. So there are a lot of scenes of cooking and plating those lovely dishes. The series will make you hungry if you're watching it on an empty stomach and it may tempt you to dine at a posh restaurant. Dorothy is played by Lauren Ambrose, who's also a Broadway actress in real life. So her performance is really good. She portrays herself as a crazy lady with severe mental health and she's very convincing in her role. There's quite a bit of close-ups on her face which suggests her mental state. So yes, the camera angles play a part as well. Sean is played by Toby Cabell, who is a British TV and stage actor, so his performance is excellent. You can't tell if he's British in this series as he pulls off an American accent quite well. But then again, most British performers are good at changing their accent to American or anything they want because of the training they have in theatre. Now, I can't say the same the other way around except for a couple of actors. But I'm going to highlight just one which I will talk about later during this episode of Movie Magic. And that's not on Apple TV. Stick around for that. Now, there's another character in The Servant. Dorothy's brother, played by British actor Rupert Grint. He's known for his role as Ron Weasley when he was a child actor in the Harry Potter movies. In The Servant, he's a druggie and alcoholic. Now, it's weird to see him like this as I still remember him as Ron Weasley, the innocent boy. He's all grown up here, but he still looks the same, you know, with his ginger hair. Oh, I almost forgot. With every meal they eat in this series, it's paired up with a fine wine that they get from the basement cellar. It made me want to have a wine cellar too. Now, you must be wondering why the creators of the series didn't name it The Nanny or The Babysitter. Well, maybe there are too many films with these titles, and more often than not, it's about the babysitter or the nanny having an affair with the husband. You won't find that premise in The Servant. Now, the soundtrack of The Servant sets the mood for that horror feel. In fact, the soundtrack is more eerie than the series. It starts off with a xylophone, which has a metal sound to it. Then slowly the strings come in, making it sound like flies, and it uh, gathers all together as if uh, the orchestra players are tuning their instruments in the pit. And it has a metallic feel to it for some reason. Money FM 89.3. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez. Still on Apple TV if you have a subscription. But if you don't, maybe this movie will entice you to get it. I'm talking about the winner of three Oscars, the Spass Academy Awards. It won Best Writing, Best Supporting Actor and Best Picture, which is the highest award at the Oscars. You probably know by now that I'm referring to the movie CODA which is an acronym for Child of Deaf Adults. Without giving away too much, or any spoilers, Coda is about a teenager played by British actress Amelia Jones who wants to be a singer. Both her parents are hearing impaired, and the cool thing about this movie is that the family is played by hearing impaired actors. Molly Matlin, a previous Oscar winner, Troy Kotzer, who ended up winning the Best Actor Academy Award, and Daniel Durant. 
Now, I may be wrong, but I think this is the first movie to have a Coda culture in it. The movie has a Canadian connection as well. You see, Toronto-based Aselmo D'Souza, an American Sign Language tutor, worked with Amelia Jones to prepare her for her role. Have a box of soft, absorbent tissue next to you when you watch this movie. From hearing impaired to seeing impaired, the series title C. Now, this is the second season on Apple TV+. I didn't quite get into the series, even though there was a void after the last season of Game of Thrones, and it has a Game of Thrones cast, Jason Momoa in it. It's supposed to be futuristic, but yet it is medieval. So that alone can put you off. Uh, don't have both. It's like having Kailan with chocolate syrup instead of oyster sauce. It may look the same, but the combination is not all that appealing or appetizing. C takes place in a few centuries after a mysterious virus wipes out nearly all of humanity, leaving only two million people or so, all of whom go blind except for a pair of twins. Now, why didn't I finish watching the first episode of C? Well, because in my opinion, it's a little ridiculous because the people live in huts. So that alone made me question, is this the future or the past? And then the actors just walks around without even accidentally walking into the fire, you know, because they're supposed to be blind. Uh, they've also developed a writing system and nobody ever bumps into anyone. The only thing good about the series is the scenery. Lovely forests. And that's because it's filmed in British Columbia, Canada. Well, I can look out my window and... Have a similar scene. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. While you're with Apple TV Plus subscription, and if you like Korean movies, you may like Pachinko. Now, I've been to Japan and Korea, and I've seen Pachinko slot machines where ball bearings are the mode of gambling, but I never did see them in Korea, though. Maybe they have it too, but it's not in the open like in Japan. So I thought, hmm. Just by the title, Pachinko is a Japanese-language TV series. Well, it is and it isn't. It's in three languages, Korean, Japanese, and English, in that order. It's like reading ingredients on a bar of chocolate. Which ingredient comes first? The bar of chocolate has that the most. So if you see sugar being the first and chocolate second, it means that the bar of chocolate has more sugar than chocolate. So in this series, Korean comes first, followed by the Japanese language, and then some sprinkling of English here and there. Now you might think that this is a Korean production because it has Korean actors and Korean directors as well, but it's not. It's an American production directed by Korean Americans based on the book of the same name written by Manhattan-based author and journalist Ming Ji Lee, who is Korean American. The series is free to watch if you have an Apple TV Plus subscription. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. And for the kids on Apple TV, there's Fraggle Rock. In fact, it's not for the kids alone, it's for the whole family because I enjoy watching Fraggle Rock. That was filmed in a studio in Calgary, Canada, which is about an hour and a half where I live. 
Then there's Ted Lasso, which I raved about here on Movie Magic, and I'm just waiting for another season to start. And then there's a new British series that I highly recommend. It's titled Slow Horses. Now, if you like spy movies, you would like this. And somehow, I prefer British intelligence MI5 movies as opposed to the US's CIA. Now, you might be thinking, is it like James Bond with all the gadgets? Well, no. This series is more down-to-earth. Without any spoilers, it revolves around a British MI5 agent, River Cartwright, who is exiled to Slough House. Now, Slough House is an administrative office for service rejects. It is also known as Slow Horses. There's a lot of paper pushing in this office, something that a secret agent will not like to be in. How and why he is in this office is revealed in the first episode. There are a couple of big names in the series. Gary Oldman, for one. He plays the boss who is stationed in this office. And this office is situated in an old townhouse in London. Jonathan Price is in this series as well. In fact, the whole cast is made up of people from the UK. It's a mix between Brits, Scots and Welsh. Oh, wait, uh, there's one Australian Chinese actor. But the rest, as I said, are from the UK. When Gary Oldman was announced as one of the main stars in the series, Apple TV Plus ordered it so that it can be on their streaming service. This was back in October 2019. Filming began on the 30th of November 2020 in England and it continued into February 2021. In July 2021, filming continued in Stroud, Gloucestershire. Filming was supposed to have started earlier in 2020, but because of the COVID-19 pandemic, it was delayed. It is so good that the second season is in development. Each episode is about an hour long and is written by Will Smith. No, not the American slapper rapper actor. This Will Smith is an English stand-up comedian screenwriter, novelist, actor, and producer. His full name is William James Smith. Now, I don't think the American Will Smith can write something like this. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez. Now, earlier during the show, I said uh, I will be talking about an American actor that is good at putting on a British accent. In fact, he was so good that I had my doubts if he was even an American. But I think I'll give you my two cents worth next time as today's episode is skewed towards Apple TV Plus and the American actor that I'm referring to is Oscar Isaac. Well, he was so convincing that I had to look him up to see if he was really American. We'll get back to the series another time right here on the same channel. Money FM 89.3. Still for the kids on Apple TV Plus, there's Pretzel and the Puppies. And for the family, there's The Snoopy Show. Well, I like watching it. Central Park is a musical, but an animated musical, and it's not for children. It's quite entertaining, I must say, if you like musicals and animated shows. Uh, to me, it's a double bonus. If you've been following movie magic, you would know that my favorite genre is animation, and my second favorite is musicals. So yeah, uh, this is just fabulous for me to have two of my favorite genres in one. Shemigadoom. 
is a musical, uh, and it's so funny. And in fact, I actually dedicated an episode of Movie Magic to this musical series, which is on Apple TV as well. Dear dot 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 is like a talk show, but not really. Um, let's put it this way: it's like letters sent to celebrities by people whose lives they have changed through their work, and um, they read them out loud. So the letters can be quite touching, and my favorite is when Big Bird from Sesame Street reads out a letter sent to him. There are lots more that you can get from Apple TV+, Plus, but these are the ones that had my eyeballs' attention. Some for not too long. Now, I'd like to bookend this show by saying that The Servant, you know, M. Night Shyamalan's Servant, which I spoke about earlier during the show, also has a very good soundtrack. It has some jazz songs in them, like There's a Place by Salika. In fact, her music is used in the series more than once. This has been Movie Magic on Money FM 89.3. I'm Colin Gomez, and thank you for staying tuned.